0: It's not the magic that makes it work, it's the way we work that makes it magic. Everyone who works at Walt Disney World Resort learns that principle, and the result has been magic for the guests and for the bottom line. Now you can create magic, too, for your organization, your family, and your community by following the leadership strategies in this book. During my 16 years as a senior Disney executive, I repeated that phrase about making magic hundreds of times. But its full magnitude hit me with hurricane force, literally, in the summer of 2004. That's when Disney World was hammered by three major hurricanes in a little more than a month. Normally, tropical storms do not cause heavy damage in Orlando, as it is about 50 miles from both coasts. In fact, the city has not suffered a direct hit in 44 years. Then came 2004 and the one-two punch of Charlie and Francis. In August... Hurricane Charlie swept through Orlando on Friday the 13th with gusts of up to 105 miles per hour, ripping down trees and power lines and tearing the roofs off buildings. The area had not fully recovered when Francis came roaring in two weeks later, on Labor Day weekend, no less, when Disney World was host to 75,000 guests. We were forced to close the theme parks on both occasions, something we had done only twice before, once on 9 11. And once in 1999 for Hurricane Floyd, which fortunately veered away at the last minute. But this time we had to batten down the hatches, and when your hatches are spread over forty seven square miles, it's a monumental task. What I remember most about the ordeal is not the terrifying winds or the sleepless nights in the Emergency Operations Center, which we call the EOC, where my team and I had gathered to make plans to ensure the safety of our guests and fellow cast members. Instead, I remember the dedication of our staff, the precision of our communications, and the smooth way everyone did what he or she was supposed to do, even though it had never been done before. I remember teams of dedicated people tying down chandeliers, stacking tables and chairs and roping them together, and strapping down vending carts to the ground. I remember Mickey and Minnie and Cinderella and Goofy cheering up frightened children in the hotel lobbies. Mostly, I remember the 5,000-plus cast members who spent the stormy nights on the property so they could help at any hour and in any way they could, and the countless others who showed up with their sleeves rolled up the minute it was safe to leave their homes. I also remember this. When Charlie finally subsided around midnight, exhausted cast members worked through the night, clearing debris, getting supplies to where they were needed, and hauling away thousands of damaged trees. It was a monumental effort, with everyone acting as one to get the parks ready for our guests, some who had been stuck in their rooms for 18 hours. The next morning, we opened on time, and the families who poured in were astonished to find the sunlit theme parks looking spotless and the operations running as if nothing had happened. What they could not see was the massive teamwork behind the scenes that made it all possible, or the stress and fatigue behind the smiling faces that greeted them. While many other attractions and businesses in Central Florida remained closed and local municipalities were struggling to restore power and clear the roads, Disney was making magic. As the executive vice president in charge of operations at Disney World, I could not have been more proud. All the work that my colleagues and I had done to instill strong leadership values throughout the company had clearly paid off. We already knew that our basic principles worked, but it's easy to think you're doing well when times are good. The real test comes when a crisis hits, and our response to this one validated everything I had learned and tried diligently to teach others. Thanks to the solid structures and processes we had in place, everyone knew exactly where to go and what to do. More important, each cast member was prepared mentally and emotionally to let the vision of Disney World govern everything he or she did. Treat the guests as cherished friends, exceed their expectations, and give them the best vacation experience of their lives. Everyone from top executives to rookies pursued this vision with remarkable dedication. Soon, I would be even more proud. Our company immediately set out to help cast members and area residents who had suffered major losses because of the hurricanes. Cast members at every level of pay came through, either with direct donations or by converting their accrued vacation time into cash. With those funds and the millions more contributed directly by the Walt Disney Company, we were able to provide substantial financial aid, along with supplies, lodging, child care, and other services to those in need. All in all, what we saw in that tumultuous period is the kind of strong commitment and exceptional performance that any organization can enjoy as long as its leaders treat people with respect and unite them all behind one common purpose. When things returned to normal, and I read the hundreds of letters we'd received from Grateful Guests, I made a personal decision. The minute I retired, I would write a book about Disney's leadership strategies, so that people in every industry and every walk of life could learn how to create the same kind of magic in their organizations and in their lives. This is that book. And I'm certain that no matter what position you hold now, whether you just started your very first job, or you're the CEO of a multinational corporation, You'll be a better leader if you follow the 10 common sense leadership strategies that follow.